Good morning! Our Easter proclamation. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our Holy Gospel today is from the 20th chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then quickly, then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. And so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. And suddenly Jesus came to them and said, Hail, greetings. And they came to him, and they clasped his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to uh, pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. So how about if we start off with one more Easter proclamation response? Here we go. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. All right. The tomb is empty, and Jesus has been let loose upon the heavens and upon the earth. Jesus has been let loose. Way back when I was in seminary, I took a Greek, New Test I, I took a Greek language course. I, I had actually taken Greek while I was in college, but as a refresher, I decided that it would be important for me to just kind of get a little catch-up with my Greek. And so uh, Professor Ray Martin was the, was the professor who was teaching the Greek language that year, and he was the one that actually wrote the textbook on that particular course that they were... And it was interesting because one of the very first things that they teach you is they teach you about um, verbs and pronouns and adverbs and how those words, how they differ and how they're used throughout the language because there's, there's present tense verbs, there's past tense verbs, and there's current tense verbs and all of that stuff in between. And, so, and, and one of the words that he used as an emphasis word to make that point is the word loose 
and I'm thinking to myself, I think there was some kind of an ulterior motive in there that he wanted us as these new future pastors to get this image and this whole idea of this Jesus that we're going to be preaching on for the rest of our lives, that Jesus is loose amongst us. That was just kind of an afterthought that I had thought about, but it's still stuck to this very day. I have a question for you, though, today. Has it ever, have you, has it ever occurred to you that Jesus has always been free? Jesus was always free. That even while he walked on the earth and lived among us, Jesus was free. Even though the scribes and the Pharisees and the chief priests, and yes, even Pilate himself, they in all of their earthly wisdom were deceiving themselves through their own authoritarian blindness. You see, they all thought that they had it figured out. We know how we can silence this Jesus. We know how we can finally shut him up and entomb him. We can stop this man who came to proclaim blessedness, who demonstrated and lived compassion, who came with the healing power of God to restore blindness, to cure lepers and restore the lame to wholeness. You see, we, we, we got it figured out. We can stop this man who spoke about the kingdom of God coming near, who spoke in parables about the radical love and mercy of God. We can stop this man throughout, through their authoritative blindness, they said. We can stop this man who speaks with and lives acceptance, who includes the marginalized, the outsider, the foreigner, and the stranger. All of these deceptions that they lived, all for the sake of maintaining the status quo. You see, we as human beings, we're good at that. We're good at maintaining the status quo. Just kind of look at what's happening in our own country and around the world. And yet, in their authoritative blindness, they said that we can stop this man, and we can stop him by simply killing him and conveniently shutting him up in a tomb. And even in the midst of all of that, in all of the other ways that they challenged him throughout his life, Jesus was on the loose and that Jesus was free. You see, little did we know, little did we know that Jesus could not and that Jesus would not be, remain and he would not remain entombed that the God of salvation history burst open the stone that entombed Christ's body and Christ broke the chains of sin and death and rose victoriously from the grave. I'm kind of curious. I'd like to have you think about something else perhaps today and maybe in the coming week. Have you ever experienced in your life, have you ever had an experience in your life where you have experienced a sense of release or a sense of being set free from some kind of burden or hardship. I would find it hard to believe 
that anybody here could deny that. that. Every single person in this room, at some point in your life, you have experienced some form of release. You have experienced some form of being set free because it happens all the time. I just want to share with you a few examples. Just think about it. In about a month and a week or two from now, maybe in about six weeks from now, there's going to be some high school students up here at Lake Havasu High School who are going to be going through the graduation ceremonies. And at the end of that ceremony, as they say you are now officially a graduate, they're going to be so filled with a sense of relief and they're probably going to take that cap and they're going to flip it up in the air and they're probably going to be yelling and screaming and dancing in the aisles because all of a sudden it's like, hallelujah, I'm released from the burden of high school. Or how about when you were back when you were 15, 16 years old and your mom and your dad were trying to teach you how to drive? You remember that? That was painful. You know, and then I got my driver's license, you know. Remember what it's like to get your driver's license and to have that first opportunity to drive your car without your parents sitting next to you harping about, you know, not staying on the right side of the road or keep, keep yourself centered or, you know, whatever it was. I mean, I was a bad parent. I was a bad driver teacher for my kids. Ask them. They will say it was a nightmare to have me trying to teach them how to drive. And I know that they felt a tremendous sense of freedom and release when they no longer had me sitting in the car next to them. Or how many of you here remember that exam that you had crammed for hours and hours and hours and then you came to the end of it and go, I'm so glad that that test is over. Or for those of us who were in seminary who were required to rewrite thesis paper after thesis paper that were oftentimes, you know, 25 to 40 pages long and to just have that great sense of release and peace and sense of freedom knowing that we finally got that thesis paper done. Or what about those of you who have heard from the doctor who said, the chemo and the radiation has worked and you are cancer-free. Can you remember what that felt like? Can you remember what it felt like to have that sense of freedom, to have that sense of release, knowing that you're cancer-free? Or for what about us who recently went through this mortgage burning? For us as a congregation to say we no longer have that burden of paying a $6,000 payment every single month on our mortgage. And to see that piece of paper go up in smoke. What a joyous, what a joyous moment that was. All of us know what that's like. We all know what it's like to be set free of something, to be released from that burden. It makes you want to sing, doesn't it, sometimes? It makes you want to perhaps skip. You feel a little bit lighter on your feet. Maybe you you even want to dance or jump up and down as those high school kids are doing when they graduate from high school. And yet, I also know that there are times when you're just simply feeling like crying with joy. I remember when our first child, Zach, came into this world. And Kim and I, we cried. We literally cried tears of joy, uncontrollable tears of joy. Because our son was born and came into the world and was healthy It makes you feel a profound sense of gratitude. 
a profound sense of release and a sense of freedom. And as people of faith today and every day, we live in the freedom of the gospel. We live in and we trust in the one whose abundant, unmerited love is showered upon us every day. And Jesus is loose. Jesus is free. Jesus is free from sin and the grave. And he says to us today and every day, you are mine and I am yours. Live in the freedom of my love. Live in the freedom of my forgiveness and my grace for you. Live in the freedom and the promise of resurrection life. It makes you want to sing. It makes you want to feel like crying. It makes you feel a profound sense of gratitude. A few years ago, I think it was maybe two years ago, maybe it was last year. I, I don't remember the years anymore. But I think it was a couple years ago, I, I referenced a song that we used to sing all the time when I was a camp counselor back in South Dakota at Nisodak Bible Camp. You all know what that stands for, right? Knee Sodak, Northeast South Dakota Camp. How much more simple can it be? Somebody was very creative, weren't they? Knee Sodak. The song that we would sing all the time, and I never really completely understood the song at, the, at, at that young age of 19 or 20, but it's all making a lot of sense to me now. Lord of the Dance. It's a song about freedom. It's a song about Jesus being let loose from death. It's a song about us continuing the dance and living in the freedom, knowing that Christ is still dancing with us. And as we continue our dance with Jesus, we will dance our way into a life that will never, ever die because of Christ's victory over death and the grave. Let me refresh your memory for a moment. I danced on a Friday when the sky turned black. It's hard to dance with a devil on your back. They buried my body and they thought I'd gone, but I am the dance and I still go on. They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that will never, ever die. I live in you and you will live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I will lead you all wherever you may be. And I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. The final line of that song and that refrain says, I will lead you all in the dance, said he. Reverend John Purdy, a Presbyterian priest, wrote a couple of books in his lifetime, and one of the books that he wrote was a book called God with a Human Face. And he made this observation in his book about this passage and about this resurrection story today. He said that Mary is given the instructions to go and to tell the disciples that Jesus is going ahead of them to get to Galilee. And I quote the angel. The angel said, Give instruction to the disciples to come to Galilee, and there they will see Jesus. And in response to that, John Purdy wrote, he says, God goes ahead of us. You've heard that before, haven't you? 
And the reason why you've heard that before is because Pastor Al has pretty much used those same exact words, that Jesus is always out in front of us, leading us. To pick up that theme of Lord of the Dance, Jesus is out in front of us, leading us in the dance. You see, John Purdy went on and he also said, he says that Jesus is out in front of us, leading us. Jesus is out in front of us, waiting for us to get moving, to catch up to him. And not only Jesus, but he says that God, God is, waits for us. And that God waits up ahead, waits for us to get moving, to catch up to what God is doing. And he says, once we have grasped that mystery, that God is up in front of us waiting for us to catch up, our life is forever changed. One of the, one of the questions that we were challenged with this past week in our men's fellowship group on Tuesday was the question, where is your Galilee? Where is it that Jesus is out in front of you? Where is it that Jesus is up ahead waiting for you to get moving, to catch up to where God is ahead waiting for you to catch up to where, what God is doing? Do we think about that as we live our day? Do we think about the fact that Jesus is out there in front of us? I had a chance to go visit one of our members in the hospital on Friday, and the prayer shawl ministry gave me a prayer shawl to take up to share with her. And I came into her room, and we chatted for a while, and then I opened up the bag, and I, I said, this is something from the prayer shawl ministry that I'd like to give to you. It's a prayer shawl. And I laid it out across her as she lay there in bed. And she clasped it with her hands. And she said, oh, this is just perfect. It's so beautiful. And it's so comforting. And I think, as I think back on that, that was Jesus who was already there waiting for me to catch up and to bring that prayer shawl into her so that she could experience the presence of Christ being wrapped around her with that prayer shawl. I think we as a congregation finally got it about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. We finally figured out that God was out there in front of us, just waiting for us. When we finally, after about three months, we finally decided that we should respond and help one of our members who had a house fire. You see, that fire took place back in October. But it, didn't, it took until February for us to finally figure out that God was out there waiting for us to help her, to get her fire cleaned up. But we finally got it. We, kind of, we finally figured it out that that's something that we should do. And we finally caught up with God who was out there already waiting for us with an opportunity for us to extend compassion and love and empathy to one of our own. I think we need to be thinking about, be mindful of where it is that, where is those Galilees in our life? Where is it that Jesus is out there in front of us, leading us, waiting for us to catch up? And as resurrection people, every day is an opportunity for us to look out in front of us and to look for Jesus who's out there. Because he's out there and he's on the loose. 
And He's out there in front of us. He's waiting for us to get moving and to catch up to what God is doing. And as John Purdy says, once we have grasped that mystery, life is forever changed for us. Folks, I got news for you. The tomb is empty. And Jesus has been let loose. He's loose in heaven and he's loose here on earth. And Jesus is dancing and Jesus is inviting us to join him in the dance. Wherever that may be, whether in this life or the life that's to come. And so I leave you with the final refrain of the song. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. And I will lead you all wherever you may be. I will lead you all in the dance, said he. Amen. Let us confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to join me now as we pray the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And remember again that Jesus is always out in front of you and guiding you and waiting for you to see where it is that he's leading you in your encounter with him in the days ahead. The Lord bless us and lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah.